At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often show us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley. In honor of Black History Month, TV star T.C. Carson is leading a stellar cast in the stage show A Soldier's Play. This Pulitzer Prize-winning drama is a gripping, emotional story set in the Deep South during World War II. Now, if the title sounds a little familiar to you, it's because the play was written by African-American playwright Charles Fuller and was adapted into the film A Soldier's Story, which starred Denzel Washington. We have actor T.C. Carson. Most folks will remember you as Kyle Barker from uh, Living Single. In the studio with us right now, in addition to having T.C. Carson on the phone, we have Sharman Lee, who co-directs this production, and Karan Joseph Riley, who is also a stage actor in the play. So, so now, T.C., I'm going to toss it back to you. Why don't you set the stage for us and tell us a little bit about the play and the character that you play in the story? Well, the play is set in uh, 1944, uh, it vacillates between 43 and 44, in um, uh, African American, all African American um, army troop, led, of course, by uh, Caucasian men. They were the generals and the captains. Uh, my cap, my character is a sergeant, a, a non-commissioned officer, um, and he is over the men uh, in this particular barracks. Uh, the men in this barracks are um, a lot of baseball players that were drafted and that had gone into the Army. So they have a baseball team, and he's over that as well. Uh, my character is, he has, his goals are lofty. Hmm. He wants to lift the race. He wants to make his race better. His methodology is flawed. <laughs> and that's the problem. And I think we run into that a lot in our community where people mean well, but they weren't taught well. Mm -hmm. And so he's only doing what he was taught. And what was he taught? What were the mistakes in his education? I'm thinking by this you mean his social education, not his yeah. classroom education. Yes, that um, our history, who we are, is not good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, that we have to change who we are in order to be accepted by another culture. And that was the way we were indoctrinated into this country. Um, as slaves, we had to, we were supposed to be more like them. Hmm. And that's how he grew up. His father taught him that you needed to be like them in order to um, succeed. And in, to, in some aspects, we still believe that today. In some aspects, we still look at who we are has to be uh, co-signed by somebody else in order for it to work. Absolutely, yes. And so that's kind of where he is. And he does not um, particularly like Southern people. Even though, for me, he, you know, most people up north come from down south. This is true, the Great Migration. Yeah. So that's, that's already a disconnect for him, you know. And he just, he, he has some issues, some psychological issues. 
and I'm going to leave it at that. That's good. <laughs> that That's a great tease to invite people to come and see this show. So, Karan, your character is who? Private Melvin Peterson. I look at this play and in, in, in just in the overall view of it, and TC's character, Sergeant Waters, is, is basically, I guess he would be the wrong and just in general, it's like he said, he, the guy didn't have the education and other things of that nature. He hates himself, so he tries to fix everybody else through his hurts. And I guys Peterson would be considered his anti, his anti guy to show him that you you can do it the right way by loving yourself. Um, and he kind of becomes the rebel, and 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 by that he becomes the default leader of the crew. Talk to us about you uh, co-direct the play. How is it for you as a director in that role, working with an all-male cast? I love my job. Power. <laughs> no, but you know what? Honestly, when we're working, we're just all artists. And, and fortunately, I've worked with many of them already. So the relationship is was already established. And they're really a, a very respectful and... A professional group of men. Now, you know, some of them, they done called me a drill sergeant. TC say I'm a little hard and, you know, whatnot. But it, it's really just because I'm passionate and, and they're so good and I just want to get everything I can out of them. And they really are giving it to me. And we trust you, so it doesn't matter. Thanks, Karan. That's right. great. So, TC, what drew you to this role in this community at this time? It was a type of role that I've never had a chance to do. Um, when you're in this business, you get typecast most of the time, and they try to keep you in that box. And so I've been typecast as a funny guy, basically. And this was something that was a real big departure from who that is. And it's great. It's fun to play bad. <laughs> and he's yeah, doing it well. <laughs> and tap into that. Thank you, baby. <laughs> tap into that um, that piece because everybody has that piece. Just like everybody has masculine and feminine, everybody has negative and positive inside of them. Mm. And as actors, we get a chance to tap into those pieces that we don't normally get a chance to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Karan. What drew you to the role? Ah, man, it's a lot more selfish than uh, TC's. Um, <laughs> me, me personally, I, 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 I just want to be great. I want to be a great actor. And anytime you're challenged to work with great actors, it's, it's you got to jump at that. I mean, TC Carson, come on. I mean, Charmin called me and was like, "Brother, I need you." I said, yeah, "I was coming with you regardless," but now you put TC on top of it. I'm man. I'm, I'm sure, what time I need to be there. <laughs> Charmin, what'd you learn about yourself working with this company? You've you've done both. I asked you before we started, mm -hmm. what do you enjoy more, acting or directing? And you said they're two different I kinds of highs. They are two different kinds of highs. Yes. And what I learned from this production is that I miss directing. Um, it's it's really like painting. Uh, my co-director Chris Scott uh, calls it the Picasso, right? But because it really is, and I get to I get to play with all the characters. I get to kind of merge with twelve different personalities, and it's a really interesting high. It's hard to explain. It's like if somebody asks you, "What is it like to ride a roller coaster?" It's hard to really explain what that feeling is, and you're, it's kind of like, "Yeah, you got to try it, and then you'll know." That's almost how it is. It's such a high. It's such an, a, a reward. Each rehearsal, I'm getting more and more excited. My notes are getting fewer and fewer. I'm finding myself sitting there being entertained like I'm in the audience. As opposed to driving, co-driving the whole show. Exactly. Now it's just time to be entertained. So, TC, you say there's something really good about playing bad. Having had this opportunity and being able to show that to audiences this weekend, what are you taking away from this work? Uh, that I do enjoy acting more than I thought I did. Oh, oh. 
A Soldier's Play, T.C. Carson. Thank you for joining us, Jarman Lee and Karan Joseph Riley. Yes, ma'am. Outstanding. <laughs> Great spending some time with you guys. Uh, congratulations on what you've done so far, and we look forward to seeing you in something new. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Saturday night, 8 o'clock on TV One. More original content. The film is a thriller. It's called Media. And joining us in the studio right now is Blue Kimball. He is Anthony Jones. I don't want to give too much away, but I want to say hello, hello Blue. Hello, hello, hello. So, you so, can give as much away <laughs> as you want because we want to be able to make sure everybody comes out and support this, like you said. Absolutely. So who are you in the, uh, in the world of Jump Productions? In the Jump Productions and the Jones family. I'm playing Anthony Jones. He happens to be the youngest child in the multi-conglomerate family, uh, the Jones family, loosely based off the life of Miss Kathy Hughes, you know, the matriarch that she is. Um, she's done so much for uh, African, uh, African-Americans and our, and our legacy and our culture. So it's just an honor, you know, to pay homage to a legacy. And it's, it's a blessing. So we'll give you a little bit of the story background. Jones Universal Media Productions, as I refer to it, is Jump, dominating the national urban media scene for years. But between affairs, conspiracies, deals with a cartel, rival production companies, and even death, the notes call it murder, the Jones family is doing everything they can to put a stop to whoever is trying to tear these folks apart. So uh, when did you start working on the project? I know it's running Saturday night on TV One, 8 p.m. How'd you get the part? Just tell us the whole story, background. The whole rundown. Like I said, this is coming out. This is uh, TV One's new uh, brainchild. Kathy Hughes has been trying to get this uh, into production for almost 10 years, like I said. So it's a blessing to be a part of it. TV One has stepped their game up. They're coming with all new content. They want to be uh, known as the go-to uh, network for African-Americans. They, you know, we're battling with BET, so tell them, come on, let's get it. <laughs> but the story, like you said, is based in Atlanta. It's based on the multimedia family. Uh, you know, it's, it's the untold story. You know, we usually are depicted in stereotypical ways on, you know, on television as thugs, athletes, drug dealers or less fortunate. This is showing us in a light that has never been seen before. You know what I mean? Entrepreneurs running a billion dollar company, a family of strength, legacy, educated. So nothing has been on TV like this in a while. You know what I mean? And I just can't wait for everybody to see the characters and be able to fall in love with it. So now you got to work with Miss Hughes. She yes. is legendary, legendary in our industry. As we are on the radio, she and her son own a radio company right. that owns radio stations. Tell us about that experience. Definitely. Like I said, it's a blessing to be able to uh, give her story more light because a lot of people, believe it or not, don't even know about Miss Kathy Hughes. You know what I'm saying? And it's a blessing, like I said, to be or, or surreal. Right now, She, I'm calling her mom. <laughs> That's what I call her, Mama Hughes. That's what we call her. She calls me son. You know what I mean? So, to be able to give this story light, you know what I mean? Because like I said, other it's like Empire, uh, Scandal, or Power, but those stories have been told before. You know what I mean? Empire is based off music. Scandal and uh, politics, power, drugs. This story is about media. This is your story, because you work in media. These are the untold stories. When you see those uh, multi-million move, million dollar movies and those productions and what it takes to get those stories on TV and, or in the movie theater or this radio station and everything that goes along, the drama that goes on behind the scenes, the people that had to be beat up, you know, the, the laws that had to be broken, <laughs> the deals that had to be stolen. You know what I mean? That's what this story is about. And that's why people will be able to gravitate to it because it's new. And it's untold. And African-Americans have so many untold stories. And that's what we are trying to do 
here at TV One and Wit Media. So it I can't is, wait. It is a highly competitive business. Now, right. your character, as you said, is the youngest son and a bit of a wild card in the family. Is that fair? <laughs> like I play the baby boy. You know what I mean? And being with that, you have to try to live up to the expectations of the family name. Like I said, what That's my mother's pressure. done, the pressure of what my father has done and what my older brothers are doing. And I'm actually the baby boy in my real family in real life. So I've kind of had years and years of preparation for this role. So that's why it was a blessing. And it was almost like it was tailor made to me. But my character represents that struggle of trying to live up to the pressure and the things that came with it. And I, I deal with those pressures by falling into drug use and philandering with a lot of women and, and spending money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the added drama to it. But everybody can relate to this because everyone has pressures that they have to live up to, whether it's your job, whether it's your family, whether it's social pressures, uh, body image, anything that, you know, you have the expectations that you have to uh, meet and, and, and try to congruent to. So that's why the character is relatable as he rises and falls and overcomes. So it gives it depth and it's a blessing. Take us back to the day that you auditioned for the part and, wow. and finding out that you were indeed cast. Wow. Our uh, production company, the cast, uh, is amazing. Like I said, it has Brian White in it. From uh, You know him from Stump the Yard, Scandal, Pooch Hall from BET's The Game, you know, Derwin Davis, Gary Durdan from CSI, and you know what I mean? The Hollywood legacy is long. Our casting director is Miss Twinkie Bird. She is amazing, you know what I mean? Because the cast, when you see it and see us, you fall in love with us. I was able to meet with her and um, because we have done things prior, but she knew that I fit this mold because we all look alike. We actually look like we are ain't related, none of y'all related and, and I did say ain't right. y'all look like well we all look like we come from the same people and that's that that's a good thing because when we got on the set the energy was instantly contagious everybody's uh energy is congruent and it's genuine and that's why it's able to be depicted and shown on film you're able to feel that it's real no one was running uh doing their scenes then running off to their trailer or being antisocial, or the divas. Everybody was there. We were actually a family. It was almost like a cookout. <laughs> we were filming and having fun. You know, it was a party. So we love each other, and you'll be able to see the real, the genuine love on set. I mean, on 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 camera. So. And I'm hearing that you all are are teasing us with this movie, but it's not going to end after the film. Exactly. Greenlit we, for series. Is we that, have is that been correct? greenlit for series greenlit for episodes we go back and we film the uh because that's what it is it's a tv it's a movie it's a pilot it's your, to, basically your pilot right it was a pilot it was a movie to episode so we're going back to filming the episodes probably in about a month or two how many episodes we're we gonna get in the season 10 mm, 12 about, what do you think yeah about 10 12 okay that's like good. i said we had too much drama just to fit in two hours or fit in one movie so, so much we, story to tell too much story too much the, the, how these, excited the, are these you? stories go on forever and hopefully we can give you five to ten seasons of it it's a blessing so how excited are you very uh, to have to be cast in this role guaranteed steady work it's always a blessing to be working as an uh yes. black actor from atlanta um and we are still fighting trying to let people know that there is talent in atlanta you know trying to get the respect that we deserve um from you know uh the megas of new york and la they feel they originated this which is true atlanta's 
still considered to be just an upstart, but there's a lot of talent. Uh, even he, with everything that is going on, even practically with everything all of the on. programs I watch have the peach at the screen right. at the end. That's they, great. They film it here, yes. but they still do all their casting and do a lot of recruiting from New York and L.A. You know, they still feel that some of the talent here in Atlanta is not worthy, and that's something that I want to be able to be some uh, someone who can lead the forefront of that to prove that there is so much more, so much talent here in Atlanta. So it's a blessing to be a part of it. It's surreal, like I said, to be able to call someone like Kathy Hughes now a friend, family, someone I can, I can call her right now. And that's a blessing to be able to tell her story, her legacy, to be a part of this amazing cast, to learn so much from this Hollywood legacy. And I, I couldn't ask for more. It's a blessing and I'm humbled. In media, are we beginning to see what might be called a golden age for artists of color, whether it's, I had Kenny, Le- Kenny Leon in here a couple of weeks ago, and the Oscars are this weekend, and there are a number of African Americans who are nominated in significant categories, not only in the acting right. categories, but Barry Jenkins in directing right. and in editing, because there's the first female African American nominated there. This great talent pool that we have in Atlanta, you're in a movie that is going to series, right. and there just seems to be, finally, more opportunity, more production houses that are willing to green light, put the money behind telling these stories. Because if you, you know, what did they say in Field of Dreams? If you build it, they will come. Exactly. There is an audience out there for this content. Right. And that's what media and this whole thing from TV One is representing black excellence. We're finally uh, getting what we deserve and what we've been fighting for. So no more drug dealers and gangbangers and, and thug and number like, one, two, right, or three. exactly. We have so many stories that need to be told, so many stories that haven't been told. This is only the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, this happened with the Oscars and the whitewash and then everything. Oscars so white. Those were, that's all due to social media. That goes to show you that our voices count. You know what I mean? When we're uh, tweeting and doing things on social media and, and coming out in numbers and all of us sticking together, we, we, we are heard. And they saw that. So that's why they're giving us these more opportunities now, even though they should have been all along. But we will take it for now and we will keep running. That's what I'm saying. Don't be stagnant and, 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 and just take and accept what we have now. We want to keep building on this and make sure that it lasts the stance of time. You know what I mean? So the timing couldn't be perfect for everything that's going on now. So beyond what the audience may think it already knows about Kathy Hughes, her life, her family, what will viewers be surprised to discover when we tune into media, the movie and then the series? Being able to see the family, like I said, it's all about family. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, that's what it all derives to. We are going to be able to show a family of strength, a family of, uh, like I said, education, a family of dedication. Hasn't really been a family uh, of color depicted like this on screen probably since the Cosby show. You know what I mean? In that light of positivity and love and, and, and able to come together to do business. So that is what we want people to be able to take away from it. Regardless of what you have going on, even though we're a family of wealth, we're a billionaire family. That's not normal, but we're still family. Everybody has some family and they will be able to relate to it. So that is what the main thing we want everybody to take away from it. Absolutely, because family does unite us all. Yes, ma'am. Well, congratulations. Looking forward to it. 
I can't wait for everybody to see it and fall in love with it. Thank I think you we're so going much. to. Absolutely. Our guest, we've been talking to Blue Kimball. He plays Anthony Jones. It's TV One's original film, Media, premieres on TV One. And we know it's going to repeat throughout the week. And we just look forward to uh, enjoying the film and seeing the series yes, when it comes back. Please support. Like Absolutely. I said, black views matter. Please support. Hashtag BVM, Black (laughs) Viewers Matter. Make sure you hashtag on social media. Tell your friends. Make sure everybody comes out and support this production made for black people, starring black people, and showing black people in the light that we need to be seen in. So that's what media is, and that's what TV One is doing. Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. Joy McMillan, are you on the line for me? Hello. Hello. Have your feet touched the ground yet? (laughs) Not yet. Maybe in a week or two. Congratulations on your Academy Award nomination uh, for your work on the film Moonlight. Tell me, how did you get the news? I received the news actually from my little sister. She was um, watching the live feed on uh, Twitter and because um, I couldn't turn anything on. I told her, I was like, I can't look at anything. I can't read anything. I was like, you just have to tell me what it says. The film is remarkable. I saw it just the other day. Your work, incredible. How did you end up as a part of this project? And tell me a little bit about your, your process in editing the three components of, of that story together. I, I became a part of the process because I actually went to film school with Barry. So I've known Barry since I was 18 years old, and we've been um, actually collaborating ever since then. And so I knew that Moonlight was happening. I didn't know exactly when it was going to be happening. And then um, I discovered, uh, Barry told Nat and I that it was happening, and Nat basically told Barry, um, when working on this project, he would love for me to come on as um, a collaborator, as a co-editor, and Barry said, of course. So really, that again is just the old friend hooking you up because he had a gig for you, and you said, absolutely, I'm going to come and do that, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm so grateful to them because it's, you know, it's not easy to get um, an editing credit. Uh, a lot of times people spend 15, 20 years being at, um, an assistant editor before they get the bump up. So I was just so grateful to them to give me this opportunity to shine. Now, your award will be presented on the big night, February 26th. No, yeah, we, we actually get to be a part of the, the big show, which is was pretty awesome. Okay, so now how is your life about to change over the next 30 days? <laughs> it's interesting because yesterday, like I just, I was trying, I'm very big on responding to people like via text messages or emails because I, I don't like when people don't respond to me. So I was trying to keep up and respond to everyone yesterday and that at a certain point it just became impossible. I was like, I'm not going to get to everybody. Um, and so I just feel like it's definitely already feels a bit different. And me, I was talking to my sisters. I'm like, guys, I just can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> and then um, I had a friend who sent me something that said, Joy McMillan, history maker. And I was like, well, that actually just kind of crystallized the moment and made me realize exactly what's happening. Um, and so I definitely think my life's going to be a little bit different now. Um, but I honestly think I'll still stay the same person. So, but now I I feel like I have a responsibility to, you know, let my voice be heard and allow people to see that, yes, there can be diversity behind the camera as well. Yes, that moment of history that you've made, you are the first African-American female, first woman of color to be nominated for an Academy Award in the film editing category. Um, So that's not going to change you at all, you say? 
I don't think so. <laughs> I I try to stay humble. I come from a family of six kids, and so I'll always still be joy, joy to my family, and um, they'll keep me grounded. And if you should just ever get a little too uppity, I bet they will definitely uh, correct that right away, you say? <laughs> definitely. I try, I try to get them to start calling me Oscar-nominated Joy McMillan, but it hasn't caught on yet. <laughs> We've got a few days to make that work. One more thing I wanted to ask you before I let you go. I know my friend Ava DuVernay only recently began uh, as, I think this is her second or third year as a member of the Academy. You a member of the Academy yet? And if not, does this nomination guarantee you uh, an invitation for membership? I am not a member of the Academy. And I believe once you're nominated, you are invited to be a part of it. So um, I think that we'll be invited to be a part of the Academy, which still doesn't, like to me, it just sounds like a dream. But... Definitely, definitely humbled and honored to be a part of it. That's right. You're supposed to dream big, and if you don't dream big, you're not dreaming big enough. So do you go through all of the the dress drama and everything else that all the women go through getting ready for the awards? Definitely, but it's so great to have sisters because they can lead up the good, you know, they can definitely tell you if you're if you're doing it right or doing it wrong. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're going to definitely help me out with that situation. Outstanding. Academy Award-nominated film editor Joy McMillan, congratulations on your nomination. We will be pulling for you on Oscar night. Thank you so much. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29, on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.